0: This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. He's God. Isn't God a good God? Such a beautiful time of year, and especially here in April, uh, You know, uh, such a special, special time. April, of course, is is about, you know, uh, the Jesus, the resurrection, and what a special, special time. You know, I was noticing, and and maybe, you know how, um, that sometimes, you know, things maybe have always been there, but then all of a sudden you just begin to just notice and it just seems like this year, for some reason, the dogwoods just seem to be everywhere and you know uh, at one time, when we first bought our property about ten years ago, uh we were told on that property at one time there was one of the oldest dogwoods that had been on there Coosa in Coosa county but uh when we went to go locate it um when the owner was showing us apparently it had died and so anyway I don't know over the years we've had that property for 10 years now and I've always told had said to pastor Bruce, I said well we've got to have there's got to be other dogwoods on here but for some reason we just never seen or found them or whatever I don't know maybe we just didn't look at the right time when they were blooming and guess what this year there's dogwoods all over our property You know, and it's like, well, how did we not see that before? How did we not notice there's one here, there's one there, there's one down there? We were
1: too busy.
0: Just been too busy, I guess. Mm -hmm. And I'll just tell you, though, it's just been a beautiful thing. And even while we've been out driving, you know, um, um, on the road, I don't know. It just seems like for some reason this year the dogwoods just seem to really be magnified. Mm -hmm. And I just think it's because there's some special things that you know uh that god is doing uh in our midst amen
1: you know we were talking about the legend of the dogwood that most of the trees are are they'll only get to a certain size mm-hmm. uh that uh, and the flower is uh, uh has a story behind it of the uh of the blood of jesus the crucifixion of jesus and that the legend is, is that it would never get of any size again, where a person could be hung uh, as a tree. Uh, the the legend of the dogwood. I don't know, you know, uh, how much fact or truth there is to that, but it's a good legend. You know, there are some things that are are that are uh, good reminders uh, for us, and in it. Also interesting that at this time of year, do you know the month of April? The the basic uh, where we got the uh, the the word April uh, is from a Latin word, Aprilis, and uh, it it basically means to open. It means to open. You know, this is a year of uh, a lot of confusion and chaos and disorder uh, in the. World, uh, But for those that will trust God, it's a time of living out of God's own open hand. You'll see God's hand opened over uh, our lives. I I like uh, how God connects a lot of the dots. He's so far into the details. You know, the, the world says the devil's in the details. No, let me tell you what. The devil is such a dodo bird, he can't pay attention long enough. He was in heaven, you know, Lucifer was in heaven. He couldn't pay attention long enough to think that he was a big shot and all that kind of stuff. He fell, he's still failing. I said, he's still failing. They still put little G in where He said, I will be like God. God said, no, you won't. Amen. God is in the details. God is down into the, and such a love letter and sticky notes to our lives that in all of the details, right down to the days and the hours of appointed times, you'll see God intersect uh, uh, important things in your life that lets you and I know, boy, you're loved of God. God knows your name. God knows exactly where you are, your situation, and your circumstance. And so we're going to, we've got three weeks here, this Sunday, next Sunday, and then the following Sunday uh, will be Easter Sunday. It's a very special, significant time of year. I think especially so uh, this uh, season, and uh, we're going to do a series of three. The first one will be the garden, which we're going to talk about today. The next one will be the cross, and then... The last one will be uh, the empty tomb. These are three significant uh, um, moments in time that we see the tremendous movement uh, of God in bringing the kingdom, and in the plan of of restoration, of restoring that which was lost, which was the right relationship between God. And his man and woman or the family of God. You know, God has never deviated whatsoever, never changed his mind, never, never uh, set his sights on anything or anyone else but you and I and throughout the generations of having a people for himself. And, and it's, he picked you out. He picked out everyone. The Bible says that hell has to enlarge itself daily. Why is that? Because it was never intended for people to go there. Mm -hmm. Well, how can a loving God send uh, people to hell? God doesn't send people to hell. Our own choices of rejecting Jesus. Because still, there is a heaven. There is a hell. The hell was built for the devil and his angels. But if if the devil is... uh, You know, you're you're God. If you're attached to him, see, you'll go there too. The only way to change that destiny, uh, because man is born in sin, man is born on the wrong side Mm -hmm. of it, because of what Adam did. The Bible says because of the choice that Adam made, uh, many, uh, many uh, were brought into uh, destruction. But the choice of one man, Jesus, many were made righteous. So you see, it's a choice. Heaven's a choice. Hell is a choice. God as your God is a choice. And the uh, uh, remaining attached to the devil is simply a choice. The Bible says this, that God uh, uh, does not condemn the world. He sent his son into the world uh, to... Save the world. It says, but this is the condemnation. That when we reject Jesus, when you reject the only way, the one way. I don't know if I'm talking to anybody today, but you know, you might have got a little confused in your psychology class that there are many ways. There's only one way. That's Jesus. Make no mistake about it. Make absolutely no mistake. You know, maybe it's time that the church stood for something instead of falling for everything, trying to be so tasteful to the world. Well, you know, if you don't like if if you don't like the way that God tastes, you sure ain't gonna like me. You know, if you don't like the taste of truth, you sure ain't gonna like what the church stands for. Because it's going to have to make some sort of a stand. In a world that's gone wrong, somebody got to stand up and say, no, this is right. Yes. When, they, when we just make up our own rules, somebody has to stand up and say, no, that ain't right. Amen. Praise the Lord, anybody. You might be second-guessing your... You know, don't touch that dial now. Don't turn the channel here. See, you know, you are here for a reason. God has intersected in your life, and you want to know the truth. We're going to tell you the truth. Now, you didn't tune into the wrong place just because it might, you know, shine a little light in your eyes, and you're so used to the dark. You stay right there right now. See? Because the choice to turn the dial, you might be turning down the best offer you've ever had in your lifetime. You might, be, you might be tuning out, you've tuned out God for too long. It's time to tune in and turn on the light and get some and, and shed some truth in the matter because it is life and death, heaven and hell, blessing and the curse that's at stake here. So don't you go nowhere for a little while. The Bible says a fool makes a decision before he knows all the facts. Let's get the facts on the table before you turn down heaven and turn the other way. Amen. Amen. You got anything you want to say out of that?
0: No. I'm just going to pray.
1: You're going to pray? Go ahead, baby. Father,
0: we just thank you, God, for today. We thank you for your word. Oh, Lord, help us to say What you want us to say, let their hearts be open to hear and to receive. We thank you, God, that good seeds are being planted Mm -hmm. today, Father, and that we're not just hearers of the word, but we will be doers. In Jesus' precious name, amen. 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 All right, we're going to go over to Matthew chapter 26. This is going to be in the Passion Translation. We're going to start in verses 36 through 45. Matthew 26, starting in verse 36. Then Jesus led his disciples to an orchard called the oil press. He told them, sit here while I go and pray nearby. He took Peter, Jacob, and John with him. However, an intense feeling of great sorrow plunged his soul into agony. And he said to them, my heart is overwhelmed and crushed with grief. It feels as though I'm dying. Stay here and keep watch with me. Then he walked a short distance away and overcome with grief, he threw himself face down on the ground and prayed. My father, if there's any way you can deliver me from this suffering, please take it from me. Yet what I want is not important for I only desire to fulfill your plan for me. Then an angel from heaven appeared to strengthen him. Later he came back to his three disciples and found them all sound asleep. He awakened Peter and said to him, Could you not stay awake for me for even one hour? Keep alert and pray that you'll be spared from this time of testing. Your spirit is eager enough, but your humanity is weak. Then he left them for a second time to pray in solitude. He said to God, my father, if there's not a way that you can deliver me from this suffering, then your will must be done. He came back to the disciples and found them sound asleep, for they couldn't keep their eyes open. So he left them and went away to pray the same prayer for the third time. When he returned again to his disciples, he awoke them saying, are you still sleeping? Don't you know the hour has come for the son of man... To be handed over to the authority of sinful men.
1: Boy, there's a lot in there. Can't stay all day, but we'll get you along your way. Number one, the uh, want to bring this out. The tipping point. You know when a tipping point is when it can go one way or another. And where everything hangs in the balance of a choice. Mm -hmm. One choice. I believe that we're in uh, just a a time and a a tipping point. uh, Not just in natural history, but on the timetable and the time clock of God. In the things of the kingdom. In the destiny of mankind. There are times when, you know... uh, you know we're not um you know we're not in our thirties or forties or fifties even you know we've crossed some lines in time here where uh what's what it's it's not the nickels or the noses it's not everybody pats you on the back and you know you get validated uh, uh because of this or that you know we've uh we've been at this long enough to to boil it down to what really matters most and what matters most is that people have an opportunity to hear the truth and weigh that truth out for themselves not about hyping people up and saying you know this is the uh this is the latest and the greatest uh wind of doctrine to sway you one way or the other i'm telling you i sense by the spirit of god we're at a tipping point And choices will be made. Choices are being made Uh, to go God's way or go the other way. Because really, there are only two ways. There is, and Jesus uh, shows us this. You know, in times of trouble, you'll find they really run parallel with tipping points. Tipping points are always most often found during times of trouble, troubling times. Difficult times. Now, uh, if you think it's, I like this where it says that Jesus led his disciples to a garden uh, known as uh, an orchard known as uh, the oil press. You know, if you're going to follow Jesus, you're not going to skip pressure or pain or problems. You're going to be in it with him, mm-hmm. but the deal is is that you're with him. Yes. Aren't you glad He led His disciples, yes. but he did the heavy lifting. Yes. They were asleep, but he did the heavy lifting. You know, how many am I, am I talking to anybody today that might need the Lord to do some of the heavy lifting? Yes. I believe I'm talking to people today son, that, that, that feel pain, yes. that have pressure. There are problems that you are facing. And it. I'm glad for a captain of our salvation that was tempted in every... Let me say something about temptation here. He said, pray that you will not enter into the temptation. Temptation going to come, but you don't have to enter into it. Are you listening? Amen. If you just take an hour to pray before you signed on a... Daughter, Line mm-hmm. for that thing you just got to have, that shiny thing, that devil dangling thing. Anyhow, times of trouble are most often where we find the tipping point. So, so we see Jesus. In order to see Jesus, you got to look to Jesus. Jesus is the example. He is the captain of our salvation. He has been through it he knows what it feels like he understands our makeup he understands what we are but the Bible says there is no temptation mm-hmm. that has come to a man that's outside of man's experience yet the Lord, everybody say the Lord, the Lord. see God will make a way of escape what what did Jesus turn to well guess the, the garden the Gethsemane the uh, Uh, historically and it's written in the scriptures it said they went there often to pray it was jesus prayer place it was interesting that pressure and prayer kind of should go together if you look into jesus and following jesus you'll find jesus uh, when pressure came and this is no ordinary pressure this is this is where it all hangs in the balance, and have you ever been in a place where it felt like that? It all hung in the balance, that it was for quote all the marbles, so to speak. You know, you know where that saying comes from when I, when we when I was a kid, we would we would shoot marbles. They don't do that anymore, but we would uh, during mud season in April up north. You know, we'd make these we'd make a little pocket in the mud and. Uh, and then we'd shoot marbles. I mean, it was a big thing. You'd buy a big old bag for a dime or 15 cents. And then, uh, you know, whoever had to, you know, winners and losers where that's concerned. But, you know, you, you'd get certain marbles and they'd be in the pot. Everybody would get a shot. And the one that, uh, uh, you know, the, uh, the one that... Um, you know, got uh, uh, had the last say, got all the marbles, and it was for all of the marbles. It would come down where everybody played their last one. Anyhow, just for your information, then was the good old days. That was back when comedy was clean. Are you listening? I mean, most stuff, you didn't have to filter it like you do today because it's so filthy. Well, we're way over here in the, in the weeds, ain't we? Amen. glory be to god times of trouble are tipping points there is not so big a mess so so big a thing that the devil has done or is doing but what the anointed one and his anointing has come to undo what the devil has done that god cannot undo what the devil has done no matter what the problem or the pressure or the pain, God has a way of escape that is going to be victorious. That's for all of the marbles. The devil has made a play for your life. But I'm going to tell you what now. God's got a whole lot more than the devil ever thought of having. God's making a play for you at the very same time. And God yeah. intends to win he is in it to win it am i talking to anybody today yeah. Yeah. seem like sometime you got to raise your voice because people are hard of hearing it's part of the healing to to you know jesus prayed for one guy and uh he said what you see now and he said well i uh, I, I couldn't see but i can see but he said i, I see men but they look like trees walking Jesus said, come on over here. You need a second dose of the Holy Ghost. You know, sometimes you say a thing and then the next time it's like, can you hear me now? The next time you got to raise your voice because folks get hard of hearing. Amen. We close our ears because the, all the bad news is so bad. We, 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 we wind up a little deafened when we come in here. We still got that ringing in our ears. When we come to the good news, the preacher got to holler just a little bit. Now, if hollering helps, I guess we'll holler. It's foolishness, I know, but through the foolishness of preaching, the Bible says, God's chosen that as a plan to help people to be saved. Amen. So we look to Jesus. In, anybody ever been to where it felt like that you were in the oil press? Yes. You know, uh, we've been to Israel. You remember going to the Garden of Gethsemane. Mm-hmm. And there are olive trees that are hundreds, maybe centuries old in that garden. Massive, mm-hmm. beautiful, beautiful place right in the heart. Uh, of uh, Jerusalem there, and uh, just just beautiful, um, and but there was a uh, there that's the top part of the garden is is mainly uh, the the olive grove. Down as you come, it's on a hillside. It's very hill. there's a cave there, and actually they they have that now set up as a. Of course, a tourist attraction. Everybody wants to visit there when they go to the Holy Land. But you remember that cave, uh, and and it was said. See, in back in the uh, in in Bible days, see, caves like that were where where uh, shepherds would would fold their sheep at night, and the shepherd would sleep in the mouth of the caves. Between danger, any outside danger, and the sheep being safely in that sheepfold, one translation says in this thing that Jesus, when praying, it said that uh, he went and prayed the first time, then the second time, that and the third time, it says he went in a little further. What did he go into? He went into that cave a little deeper. You know, he went. We could say he went into the play, The final, the the final phase of that prayer is that he went into. Uh, the place where the sheep were, in the midst of, in the midst of the flock. You know, I remember uh, having such a powerful encounter uh, with God at that at that place. Just such a sense of the weightiness of 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 the moment and of the glory of God and what was at stake and what Jesus might have felt just for a moment. You know, no nowhere near. But, as a shepherd, how his heart would have felt uh, not just towards as a natural shepherd towards sheep but uh, natural sheep, but what the heart of the shepherd must have felt for the sheep that were that he was uh, that he was longing to deliver and to keep them safe, to make them safe, to save them mm-hmm. it 's a powerful powerful thing the place of prayer is a powerful thing the oil press you know I believe that this is a year of extra oil you want to you want to make sure in your preparations for what's next for the future that you uh, bring some extra oil fill your lamp but bring some extra oil pay a little extra attention this year to the Lord you that are listening and watching uh, watching us Uh, here today you know you need a little extra oil you might want to pay extra attention to what's being said here today the Lord would save you some of you are are, I feel the spirit of God in this uh, has said well you know I don't know how as bad as I've been you're the very one you're the very one aren't you glad that when Jesus hung on the cross, there was one of them cursed him and the other one called him Lord, Master. Mm-hmm, yes. He said, Remember me, and the Lord said, I'm telling you, see, you're gonna you're with me here on this cross, but you're gonna be with me in paradise yes. today. Amen. Yes. There's nothing that the devil has done or or you have done that the Son of God cannot undo. Yes, that's right. yes he will save you. Yes, he can save you yes. if you want to be saved. Yes. And I believe yes. you do. Let's pray right now. Dear yes. Jesus, come into my heart. Yes. Lord, save me. Save me from my ha- my, myself. Save me from this world. Save me from the devil's hell. In Jesus' name, I believe you can. Yes. Yes. And I believe you will. Yes. I believe you are right now. Yes. Amen. Now listen. Yes. If the Bible says when we confess our sin to him, you know, if you've been rejecting him, you know, uh, that's the ultimate sin that will get you in hell. It's not smoking, doping, and running women or running men or oh, whatever, you know, whichever one you run. I mean, you don't know today you might be running either one, you know. Uh, but anyway, you know, that that's not the deal, see. That's not going to keep you out of heaven. What will keep you out of heaven is rejecting Jesus. Yes. That yes. and and how you reverse that is you accept Jesus. You just accept him. There's never been a better time than right now. Congratulations if you made that decision. You that are at the tipping point, make that decision now, today. You have a choice. That's what we're talking about today. Jesus, we see him praying under pressure and overcoming the overwhelming. Sometimes we're we're, we're a little lax. We don't believe that, you know. He said this, I just wanted to die. I'm at the place that I feel like I, I I just can't take this. Have you ever been at that place? There are people all around you. They may put on a smile, but inside yes. they're dying. Yes. Inside they're wanting to die. But Jesus knows. Yes. And we see him... Oh, Praying under pressure. I like this scripture where the first time that he prayed, he said, I want to fulfill your plan for me. Mm -hmm. It says, then an angel from heaven appeared to strengthen him. An angel appeared from heaven to strengthen Jesus. He prayed three times. What would that be? Spirit, soul, and body. It needed to be settled. One translation said in another place when he came the second time uh, to his disciples, he said, "He said, you're, you're, you're just so sleepy, you can't stay awake. He said, you need to pray because, he said, your body will betray you. Your body will betray you. You know, uh, we are spiritual beings. We have a soul, a will, a mind, and an emotion. But we also live in a body. And the devil tempted Jesus like he tempts us. And the first temptation was the body. If you're the son of God. Well, of course he was. He said, then make these uh, stones uh, turn to bread. You know, the first temptation, physical, the outside. Second temptation was, uh, and testing, was in the soulish realm. Isn't that right? The will, the mind, the emotion. The last one was a uh, was a spiritual. See, Jesus reversed the order here. He said, if there is another uh, way, but he settled it that first time in his spirit. Because he come back the second time, he said... Uh, Uh, He said this, um, you know, no matter what the way, I'm committed to that. I'm absolutely committed to it. So he turned to God. The only way uh, to overcome the overwhelming is to turn to God. The tipping point during times of trouble was turn to God. Where else are you going to turn? I said, where else are you going to turn? To the world? Have you noticed that the world's kind of in a whirlwind? It's in the great white bowl. Not the white throne of judgment yet. Just the white bowl. Turning, turning, turning. Headed towards the cesspool and God knows where from then. It isn't getting better out there. We're not called to make it better out there. We're called to call people out of there. We're not called to make, you know, bad men good. We're called to make... We're called to call dead men to life. We're called to get folks in the ark, the good old gospel ship that's going to get out of here. Well, you're just escapism. Honey, you better want to escape what's coming on the world. Are you listening? You don't hear much about this, though, do you, anymore? No, you don't hear. You don't hear about, uh, you know, what's coming. Let me tell you what's coming. They ain't going to tell you this on CNN, NBC, Fox, and Friends, and all of them other folks because they, they don't read the Bible. You understand? Let me tell you what's coming. Trouble. Real trouble. That you, like Peter stood up. He said, I'm going to tell you what now. He goes, there's troubling times. Y'all killed Jesus, but you better save yourself from this untoward generation. Well, Pastor, you need to be more positive than that. I'm positive trouble's coming. I read the end of the book. I mean, that just seems so negative. Not for the believer. Amen? We better be paying attention to the role we're on. We're responsible to uh, turn this generation to God. Not just you turn to God, but, but turn this generation to God. See, Jesus in turning to God, it wasn't just about him now, was it? He said, is there any other way? When we turn to God, is there any other way? That's a reasonable question. But, you know, there is no other way than surrendering to God's will. The release and the relief comes out from underneath of the pressure is when we surrender to God's will and God's way. We don't bring our own interpretation to God's will. It's possible that we know the will of God, but we want to bring our own twist and interpretation to that. Isn't that what Jesus was tempted with here? He goes, is there any other way? And, of course, there wasn't. Isn't it interesting that the the Father sent an angel to strengthen him, but he still had to pray two more times before he got it settled on the inside of him, in his heart, in his mind, and he got his body under control. Did he need to? Well, absolutely. His body was feeling the pressure. It says he sweat great drops of blood. Mm -hmm. Isn't that right? As great drops of blood. He had to conquer all three. You know, you and I got to conquer all three. Mm -hmm. But you start with the spiritual. If you're having trouble with your body, start with your heart. Yield to God. Submit to God. Don't yield to sin. No, we can't change ourselves, but we can change. We can choose to change. Amen. It's all right. I'll take the hammer and hit the rock. You know, the, the hammer of God's word will break the rock in pieces. Because sometimes we just get hardened because we excuse ourselves. Long as you have an excuse, you'll miss the kingdom of God. Are you listening? None of them that do these things will ever see the kingdom of God. You can't excuse the flesh. You can't excuse the flesh. You can't excuse the old nature. You got to get a new nature. Yes. And live in that. Live as a new man. Put off the old man yes. and live on. Live out the new man. Amen. How do I do that? Well, when you first get born again, raised from the dead, you're wrapped in, gla- in grave clothes. And so folks have to help you a little bit and unwrap you. Yes. We have to unwrap you. Remember, you know, sometimes... Uh, you know, uh, it's not you. You're alive again. But the grave clothes might still stink like dead stuff. That's why we got to get the old stinky dead stuff off of you. <laughs> Remember that commercial with the little uh, Cheerios? The little boy comes in. The mom and dad are in bed. And, and uh, uh, he comes in and he says, what's this? He's got a bowl of Cheerios. He goes, we got to get that cholesterol off of you. <laughs> You gotta get the, we got to get the old man, the old stinky stuff off of you. Amen. We'll fi- we need to give you some spiritual Cheerios right here. Cheer you on. You can do this. You can live this new life. But you got to live it from the inside out, turning towards God every time. Surrendering to the will of God. You don't have to yield your members, the Bible says, to sin. To the junk anymore. Amen. A lot of people, the excuse is is that, you know, you can't live this thing. No, you can't in the old man of the flesh, but you can live this out of the new man and the new heart that you have. You can get that body delivered. This deliverance from Jesus was absolute and complete salvation, spirit, soul, and body, wholeness and soundness for your life. I feel like I'm just throwing... You know, throwing the hammer against the rock, but I'll keep throwing it till the rock breaks. We got to, have, we got to get some breakthrough for you today. Need to crack that old hard surface junk. Amen. And
0: it's going to be through prayer. Yeah. Prayer is what's going to bring the breakthrough. Talk
1: to me about prayer in Mama. our
0: lives, you know, because you know, without prayer, then there won't be any change. The problem is though, we don't want to pray, you know. We want to tell God what to do, but we don't want to spend time in prayer, you know, where we're actually asking God, what is it that you want me to do, and now let me pray it through, you know, and then let me actually pray for someone and not telling God what you want, God how to change them, you know. First, you need to be praying, God, change me, help me. To do better, help me to love better, help me to be a witness, and it'll be a whole lot better than when we pray one for another because we can actually pray with the heart of God. But in prayer, pressing into prayer is the only thing that brings breakthrough. Mm-hmm. And then once you've prayed, then we've got to go over into praise and begin to thank God for what he's already done. Yeah. You know, we pray, we give it over to mm-hmm. God, and then we praise him and say, Thank you, God, for what you've already mm-hmm. done and for what you're doing in the precious name of Jesus. Amen? We've got to pray it through.
1: Pray it through means praying through it. You're not through till inside of you, you have the answer. The answer had to have come from the inside of Jesus because it doesn't say God spoke with a booming voice. It says an angel came and strengthened him. You know, angels are sent to help us, but they can't do it for you. It strengthened him. The first time he prayed, he still went back and prayed two more times, the same prayer. How is that that Jesus... That Jesus would have to pray three times. He had to pray it through. How did he know he was through? Well, he said, Here they come. But he was ready. He never opened his mouth another time until the high priest uh, said, I command you to tell me in, in God's name whether or not you are the Messiah. And he said, You said it. You said it. I am. Are you listening? That's the only thing, you know. Uh, and he went. Listen, he found when when we turn to God, and we pray it through. Listen, uh, then in order for things to turn out right, we have to turn to God, mm-hmm. and we have to pray through it until it turns on the inside of us, until the problem has uh, has uh, become been changed into now we're living like Pastor sandy said the promise and the when you're living in the promise it will be praise
0: well there comes a subtleness where now you have actually know that you know that you know that you know Mm -hmm. that breakthrough Mm -hmm. that the breakthrough is there breakthrough is coming Because you believe God now at his word. Mm -hmm. It's not just something you just say and you're repeating and parroting. You know, when we pray through it, then we come to a place where all of a sudden now that revelation gets down in us and it's settled. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's what God has said Mm -hmm. for me. That's what God has said about my situation. That's what God has said, you know that I've been delivered, I've been set free, I've been healed, I've been made whole, i got the the mind of Christ, I have peace, I have joy. It's settled. We've got the victory. Mm -hmm. When it gets settled, then it's sealed. Now you can begin to praise him. Praise him.
1: You remember when we were uh, second trip that we went to Israel? They say a trip to Israel is as good as Pastor Ronnie Trice said this. He said it's as good as one year in Bible school. I believe that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went to uh, we went to uh, the high priest's house where they took Jesus first, and there was a uh, there was um, a stairway down to it. But it was it was a, a a like a cell, basically a room mm-hmm. underneath the floor of the house, carved out of stone. Mm-hmm. And it said that's that they had put Jesus uh uh down there while the Sanhedrin was gathered and all. And against the wall, you remember that? Against the wall. It was it was uh it was like a stain against the wall. It, was a, it, was, it wasn't in the stone, but it was on the stone. But it was, it was deep enough that nobody had painted it on there. You think, but you remember that? It was like someone's head was against it, the outlines of the arms and the back uh, against the wall. You know, and, uh, um, you know, you could just imagine Jesus being down uh, in that holding uh, place. You know, having come from the garden here, the next thing before the cross. And he was going to be uh, abused and, and beaten and stood trial, falsely accused. The Bible says that they lined up the Sanhedrin and they all spat in his face and slapped him and all that. But down there in that thing, and I remember at the time... Uh, that that song came up inside of me when i saw that image against the wall that song goes here i am to worship here i am to bow down here i am you're my god all together Amen. Worship. Who I am, what I do, everything I have belongs to you. What a powerful. I know a name that is greater than any need, greater than any pain or pressure or problem. It is the name of this Jesus. This one who chose the will of the Father, the way of the Father, the purpose and the plan and the promise of the Father. The Bible says that he endured all of that for the joy that was set before him. What would that joy be? Everything turning out right. Everything being made new. Everything being restored that was lost. He looked down through time. Saw you. Lost and undone. He said, I'm going to get this fixed. I'm going to be the seed for you as the harvest. It's going to be alright. It's going to turn out right. Because I'm turning to God and God's going to turn all this thing around. Hallelujah. You know, when we come to these tipping points in times of trouble and we turn to God and we can expect it to turn out right because there's grace for that place. There's grace for the place where we have to face the facts and face the situations and face the pain and the problems and the pressures and we overcome the overwhelming that's jesus mm-hmm. the bible says if he said this if i be lifted up i will draw all men to me i just believe that this is a time yes. when there's a pull isn't there yes. there's is a pull is a pull from God. The Holy Spirit is pulling people, drawing people near to God. Don't miss this moment and this opportunity uh, and this time frame because it's so significant. I don't, I don't know if in my life that I've ever sensed such a significant time frame as what we're in right now. Especially in this Easter season where God is opening his hand of invitation. Pastor Ron, if you'll come, and we want to just take a moment here to give people an opportunity. Both saints and sinners, don't be offended by that word. It wasn't a problem for me to admit that I was a sinner and I needed to be saved by grace but you know once uh, God does this his grace turns sinners into saints well I'm no saint well you need to be don't get so offended by that word well you holier than thou folks well listen without holiness being separated from sin Holiness means separated. Without being separated from sin. And don't stop there. And separated unto God. See. I remember when we were crossing the border over there in Israel. Israel's going to be such a fun place to visit. Even after the rapture we'll all have homecomings where we go to headquarters and Meet with the Lord. Amen. It's like going and and looking at the family album. And you know God will encounter you there. I never saw the need to go. You know I really didn't. But thank God he did. And made a way two times for us. But um, if you ever get the opportunity. If God puts that desire in your heart. Go. He'll meet you there. Remember we had a, a guy named Gadon. And he was in the six day war. What a character. Just a believer. I remember... I remember uh, one time, uh, him saying, uh, um, "Come to." It was in the centurions. Uh, it was in the place where they stripped Jesus and beat on him the the Roman soldiers, and it was such a presence of God. And I remember him coming. He goes, "Perhaps," he said, "you could." You could have some healings and some miracles what a, a, J- a jewish believer but it's like understood understood they had the book and they had the god of the book and that the god of the book was a healing god and a miracle god and a god who meets with us i remember we were at a uh a, a, a military crossing to go over to bethlehem because bethlehem had been given over to the palestinians and uh we, we we were snuck around the back way, but we were coming back through. We went around the checkpoint, went up a bunch of alleys up through houses. You remember that? and Went in. <laughs> God's sneaky sometimes, ain't he? Get you where he wants you to go. But on the way back, we're going through the military uh, uh, checkpoint. And Gideon's standing there and... Uh, you know the young people are all conscripted into the military for two years So they turn 18 they serve uh so they're all young people there and and machine guns i mean you know the real deal sandbags and you know i mean so we're going through and get on in there and he and and people we're going through this little sandbag you know and uh fortress type alleyway and uh he goes uh he goes, yeah, you know this one, this one, this one, this one. He came at Sandy was in front of me, and, and uh, uh, he let let Sandy go through. And he goes, hold, hold, hold up, I'm I'm next. He goes, hold. He said, not this one. He goes, uh, uh, he goes. Don't worry, Bruce. I take good care of Sandy. I said, get on. He goes, no, he's with me. It's okay. <laughs> it's a funny story, but you know. You want to be with the Lord. You want to be, you want the Lord to say, It's okay, He's with me. She's with me. Let them pass through. Because there's coming a checkpoint. There's coming a checking in. And there's coming a checking out in this life. I ask you to check out your life right now. Who are you with? Are you with Jesus? Have you made the choice, a cornerstone choice that's absolutely essential where you have surrendered your will, you have surrendered your life to Jesus? This is for the Christian and this is for the one who is not a Christian today. Have you made that decision in which there is no turning back? I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back no turning back though none go with me I have decided to follow Jesus let me invite you today I'm not going to sugarcoat this I'm not a preacher of doom and gloom I'm I'm looking forward for the appearing of the Lord I don't know this the day or the hour but I don't believe that we're further from it I think we're closer to it than ever before for Israel is now a nation the world is in chaos and turmoil the future is not assured us except for what God has said about the future and the only thing that I know is like Noah in the days of Noah everybody was carrying on just like life was going to go on and on and on but Noah preached for a hundred years And people turned a deaf ear because he talked about something that was going to happen that had never happened. He had never experienced it before. But the Lord gave him a sign when he said, Build the ark by faith. Build an ark for the saving of your family. Let me ask you, are you in this ark? Are you in the ark called the church? A lot of people have been in the church and walked away from the church and think that god's done with church honey god's just getting started good with the church and the bible says that's indicative of the last days it said there will be a great falling away where the love of many will grow cold because of what's happening in the world thanks for listening to
0: today's podcast we hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by god's word